listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters. We are all so excited right now about fall. Fall is coming really quickly, and although we are just barely getting kids out of school and getting into summer, fall is right around the corner, guys, and we need to be ready. We are encouraging you to get ready to reset and to go for fall. And so as we talk about that, we want to have conversations that are very practical, applicable, and actionable for you as listeners to help you really be ready and really be set to go as fall comes. And so we're going to be talking today about 10 really important considerations for you as you get ready to reset and restart your ministry. Now, you may have already restarted to some degree, but as we get ready to fully re-engage with fall and we expect kids and families to be back in force with fall, we need to give thought right now to what our ministries will look like then. And so I've got a great friend joining me from the Lifeway Kids Bible Studies for Life Kids team. Kimba Campbell is here. Hi, Kimba. Hi. So great to be here. Man, it's good to have you. I Now, you're just, today, as I look out my window, it's a rainy day as we record, but you just got back from the beach. I did. We went to Disney World. and Did then you spent, really? Yes. Went to Disney World and then at the very end just spent a couple, one, about one and a half days on the beach. So for our listeners, tell us about how many kids you have and their ages. So I have three boys, ages 10, 13, and 15, and they keep me busy. And you know, so, the beach... I like the beach, but yeah. it's not very relaxing for a mom <laughs> yes. of active boys because they are all, they're in the water the entire time. And you, you got to keep an eye on them, keep track of them. All of that stuff. So, But that is fun. so fun <laughs> for boys to get and go out. They're not just there to lie on the sand and get the sun. They want to play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> boy, God bless you being a boy mom. We've, um, we have two girls and two boys, and my two girls now are just getting to the age where they're moving out and moving on. And so my wife is left with me and our two sons. So she is like suddenly <laughs> uh, the only girl around. Yes. And so that's something that you live with, though. Yes, all the time. <laughs> so what does that mean for like what kind of pizza you get and things like that? Lots of it, basically. <laughs> Lots of food. <laughs> That's awesome. For sure. So tell me, okay, so going to Disney, when my girls were younger, we, we lived in Florida. And so we went to Disney fairly regularly. They were Magic Kingdom kids. So as girls. Now, mm-hmm. do you, so with a boy family, are you drawn more to... Animal Kingdom or, or Epcot or somewhere else? What is the park of choice for you and the boys? All of the above, honestly. We okay. did all of them. We did all of them. But, you know, I do say when we are at Magic Kingdom, I mean, we've never done any of the princess stuff. Right, right. Of course of not. You know, <laughs> but I mean, they love, you know, Space Mountain and they oh, love yeah. the Avatar ride at Animal Kingdom, Mount Everest at Animal Kingdom. Great ride. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So we, awesome. we do it all, though. <laughs> Well, fantastic. Well, welcome back. You've still got like the fresh little bit of sun on your cheeks and all the stuff that makes you ready to go and geared up for summer. Fantastic. Well, we, Kimba, you also, before you came to Lifeway, you came right out of the church. And so you were in a ministry role. And so you're, that's very fresh. Now, pre-COVID, right? You, you joined just a little bit before we were thrown into this whole new world of how we function at, at the office. But all that church world is still very fresh for you. And so as we get ready and we start talking about with leaders about, about how to prepare to come back, um, you, you have a really great perspective to offer. And so I wanted to spend some time walking through 
uh, what we have is is uh, 10 attributes of an unshakable kids ministry is what we call uh, this session that we're going to talk about. Now, this is something that we wrote an ebook that goes with it. You can find that listeners at lifeway.com slash 10 attributes, the numeral one zero, uh, 10 attributes, or you can find it at lifeway.com slash KMFA, which stands for kids ministry from anywhere. This is an ebook that we wrote a couple months ago, and it really is to help prepare you for getting back together. And at the time that we published it, very few people were getting back together. <laughs> but now, all of a sudden, there's this whole new flurry of energy and activity. And Kimba and I have both been asked to, to teach this content at different conferences. And so we thought, what a better uh, opportunity than to, to walk through these together for you fresh and, uh, and investigate or at least recap these 10 really strong aspirational attributes that you would want to have for your ministry. Uh, so Kimba, let's talk through some of these. Uh, the first one, and I'll let you lead out and we can just kind of talk as we go. So the first of the 10 attributes of an unshakable kids ministry, or I might even say of an incredible kids ministry, is that it's family focused. Help us unpack that. What does that mean to be family focused? Is that not just a default? I think it is so crucial to realize that even when kids are regular attenders, they might only come once every week or once every other week, mm. and that we've got to tell enforced to parents that they are primarily discipler makers of their kids and that they are with their children all the time. And at church, we might only see them, you know, one to two hours a week at the most. And so I think it is so important to be family focused, to know that, you know, we are to show parents that we are there to support them, that we are praying for them, that we're providing the resources that they need for them, and just to help them to be intentional with their children at, at home. Yeah, I think it's easy for us to kind of default when we step into ministry to we're here to minister to kids. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that the most unshakable and the most incredible ministries are ones that aren't limited to kids. They really look at how to partner the church and the home together. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah just, so, and just stressing to parents about how important it is to be intentional. It's so easy. I know as a parent of three boys, it's so easy to get busy and you get in your own routines, but you've got to really set aside that time to be really intentional with discipling your kids. And parents need help. I think that's something that is so important for us, you know, to, to stay mindful of is parents really need, they need training, they need coaching, they need encouragement. I think they appreciate it when we have tools or books that we can recommend to them. So from your experience, what are, what are some ways that you have found effective in partnering with parents in those ways? Well, my favorite resource that we offer for, for parents at Lifeway is just the at-home resources. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love our at-home. I think it is, the, I, I'm just so excited that we provide this because- For, for it, those who don't know, tell us what's included in that, what it is. So it's included, it, it goes along with what the kids are learning in Sunday school, and it, it's for all three curriculum lines, but it is a family worship experience that you can bring into your home. Um, you're reading the scripture together, a little devotional that goes together. Um, there's a, a video with the yeah. Bible story, a worship video. And then one of my favorites is there's there's prayer prompts to help you to prayer in the morning and at night. And then my favorite is the activities. There's two different activities that we offer every week. One is just for fun to apply the Bible truth. And then another one is for serving. So mm-hmm. using that Bible 
Bible study that you, the devotional that you went through, but then your family serving together. And what a great opportunity to, to teach our kids about serving, you know, to our community and to, to just our neighbors. Yeah, that and that those at-home resources, they're free. So if you use the Gospel Project or Bible Studies for Life, which is your brand, or mm-hmm. Explore the Bible Kids, if you, as a user of any of that kids' content, you have access to a link that you can share with your families that they can experience content that, that correlates with whatever you're studying that week uh, that they can view and do at home. That That is fantastic. Yeah. Well, we, I think some of us, Kimba, um, you know, many of us, like you and I are parents. And so we were involved in children's ministry, but we also have been parents. There are some leaders and quite a few who, who have not been parents. And I think it can be easy for, for some of us in that situation to feel like maybe we're not qualified to tell parents or to help them as well. Can you speak to that for a second? It's still really important, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're you're teaching these kids regardless of what where you are, if you're a parent or not a parent. And I think it's so important just to know that, you know, we have the amazing opportunity to lay those foundations of faith for these kids so that, you know, when they do go off to college, that their faith is is strong and secure and that they they know who they are in Christ. So and, absolutely. And, and you don't have to be a parent to encourage a parent. Right. right? So, sometimes all you need to do is listen. Right. Bring bring them a cup of coffee, sit down and listen and just yes. pray for those parents or speak a word of encouragement over them. Just because you doesn't, haven't done it doesn't mean that you can't can't encourage those uh, those caregivers. Absolutely. So that's a key. A key part is uh, is being family focused. OK, our second one, our second attribute is to be missionally minded, missionally minded. Unpack that for us, Kimba. I think you have to start with your clear why, you know, what is your Mm. mission statement? And I think, I know many children's ministries have their own mission statement. If you do not have one, I encourage you to look at your church's mission statement Mm. and, you know, establish one that's geared towards kids using your church's mission statement. Um, People are drawn to purpose. And I think if they have that mission statement, that clear why, about totally. why we do what we do, that they're going to be drawn to volunteer in your ministry and parents are going to be drawn. Kids are going to be drawn to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes down to the the Great Commission. You know, what are we called to do to go and make disciples? And so using that, every your mission statement is, is kind of a filter of what you do and totally. what you offer. Yeah. Um, what programs you offer? Does it does it meet the mission statement? Does it meet what direction you want to accomplish? What goals you want to accomplish? Yeah, I like to say that having having that why statement gives you a target and a filter helps you know what to aim for and if you're on the mark and what to filter out. Right. Because there's always going to be so many things that we can do. But just because we can doesn't mean we should. Right, and, that, and having that clear why statement helps you answer that big question of should we fill in the blank, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. So, yeah, so staying focused on our mission. Awesome. Awesome. Um, OK, number three, our third attribute is not limited by location. This is one that's been a big one over the last 18 months or so. Yes. Not limited by location. Yes. And I think, like you said, we have all learned this. I think Mm. sometimes children's ministry can be in the mindset of, okay, I'm ministering to the kids that are right here at 930 a.m. Sunday morning. And I think COVID really taught us that the importance of ministering to the kids that are not in your building, (laughs) that that are not there. And how can you best do that? Um, You know, and I think 
I think many churches have thought of different creative ways, whether it's simple mail. (laughs) I mean, you're mailing. I know of some churches that, you know, mail the take home um, activity pages every week to their kids that are not there. Yes. Um, Mailing a devotional, just a little postcard. Um, And kids love to get mail. Uh, who you know, does you go to the mailbox I mean, and there's a letter for you. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. that's awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah, so just being creative. And I, I think it really comes down to prayer. I mean, I really mm-hmm. do. Like, it can be overwhelming to try to think about how can I minister to these kids that I'm not even seeing physically. Yeah. And I think I think as, as children's ministries, we've got to get on our knees and, you know, just ask the Lord for wisdom. And like, how, how do we best need to meet these kids where they're at? Meet them outside like my church right now which i love they're doing a a sonic um between two and three thirty show up at sonic and they'll buy you a free drink oh fun i mean how, how cool is that like that that i mean teenagers love that <laughs> totally totally so how can we meet them without them physically being at church yeah we 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 have learned that we that the church we, and we've always known right the church is the people not the steeple mm-hmm. it's the it's the persons it's not the space where we meet although it can be really easy to mistake you know ministry for what happens when people come to the church or to our right. building but we have learned the importance of reaching those who are not there i love the way that you said that um mm-hmm. i like the idea of practicing prayer for the empty chair you know, for the kids who are yes. not there that week, as you look around the room, you may see some empty chairs. Right. And those should be reminders for us, you know, not, that our ministry is not limited just to those who do show up, although we need to be there for those who do. Right. And more right. and more are coming back. We need to also remember those, like you had said, who may be there every other week. And mm-hmm. what might we do for those even then? And we don't need to feel like it only is 100% reliant on technology, like putting right. on some sort of a video show. Although that can be good too. You mentioned mail. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of ways that we can find ways to connect with kids outside. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. So not, okay, not limited by location. We do, by the way, we do have a webpage that is that is up and live. It's called Kids Ministry from Anywhere. It's lifeway.com slash KMFA, which stands for Kids Ministry from Anywhere. And listeners, if you go there, you'll, you'll find some cool graphics and constructs that talk about how you might do ministry uh, in person, um, at home, through the, through the mailbox, the inbox, or online, different ways you can connect with kids and families. And it's just there to encourage you. And it's also a place where you'll find a link to the free ebook that goes with this discussion that we're having. Okay, number four, number four, the, uh, the unshakable kids ministry, the one that we're striving to have, is driven by long-term vision. It can be easy to kind of like only doing what's right in front of our face, right? The urgency of the moment, Kimba. But tell me about this importance of having a longer view than that. I think just the importance, I I think of it as like using a flashlight, you know, like Mm. this, this world around us has been dark. It's been a hard season. And I know that it's been a hard season, but having that flashlight and clinging to the light that he's going to direct you. And I know it can be so easy to feel discouraged. I know when I was a children preschool minister, there was many Sundays that I would come home saying, I'm ready to quit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm For just, a lot of I'm reasons. Done. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm done. And I think it's so crucial to look at that long-term vision um, and not be derailed by those short-term setbacks. You yeah. know, you, you're going to have, you might have a bad Sunday where volunteers don't show up <laughs> Yes. or 
so, something happens. And, you know, it's just so important to keep our eye on that main goal. And like I said, I, I think of it as just having that light and just taking that next step. Just keep going, keep taking, keep going, or like binoculars, you know, the long-term view, you know, look, for sure. look, look, look towards what God is doing um, and where, and that God has called you where you are and, and not to be distracted and discouraged by just the obstacles that are right in front of you. And we, I mean, we as leaders know what's important, right? We, we, and we kind of, I, I love that, uh, you know, the old book, the seven habits of highly effective people. And one of those habits is to begin with the end in mind. You know, let's not just worry about what's happening today, right now, and the struggles that we experience week in and week out. Mm-hmm. We need to do all that in light of a much bigger, longer term goal that that's like, what do we want these kids to know uh, and, and to feel and to understand when they leave our ministry? And then let's build towards that longer term vision. Um, I like how you said that, you know, long term plans aren't, aren't derailed by short term setbacks. That's just mm-hmm. a cool way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number five. Number five is an unshakable ministry is relationally strong. Relationships are so, so important. Mm -hmm. This one is probably my favorite one because Mm. I think it is so important to be present, um, to be, to be where you are and to invest, to be intentional. That's my big word is being intentional with the relationships in front of you. And I mean, it, you can have all these amazing programs, but if the kids and the parents don't know that you care and that yeah. you have a relationship with them, it won't matter. Yes, for <laughs> you sure. Know, you have to be um, just intentional with just building that relationship, knowing the kids' names, knowing their pets, knowing you know <laughs> what, what struggles they're going through. It's true. Different things, the, yeah. Yeah, and those things are so important to kids that you take an interest in them in that way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Relationships. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one thing that we did. I teach preteen girls. Mm. And one thing that we did for Mother's Day, which was beautiful, we had a Mother's Day brunch. So all the girls could bring their mom in and we ate breakfast together. And it was just really, it was just really a sweet time because there was all these girls and the girls got to introduce their mom and then all the moms were connecting. Yeah. So it was relationships that I could see between the girls because they planned this breakfast for their mom, but then the relationships the moms were having and meeting each other, it, yes. it was just a really sweet. So anything you can do to build relationships, I think is so crucial. For sure. And I love that you took that outside of the leader-child relationship. Well, that's the most obvious one. Mm-hmm. And we do need to know kids' names and know their pets and know their concerns and their dreams and all those things, take an interest in them. So we need to be connected as leaders with the kids that we lead. So we're not just, you know, some um, um, personality-less person who is right. just speaking <laughs> a script. We need to be real people and connect. Discipleship is always in the context of relationship. Mm-hmm. But also we need to help, we need to be a place where kids connect with each other and where parents connect with each other and where leaders connect with each other. So all of the relationships that are happening are so crucial because so much of our of our faith is really meant to be carried out and lived out in community. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's we're on to number six. Number six. I want to hear your take on this one. Number six is that the unshakable kids ministry needs to be kid engaging. What does that mean to you? I think there's a lot of different ways that people might interpret that. Mm-hmm. And so I want to hear the Kimba Campbell angle. <laughs> 
Well, my perspective on that is, you know, you want it to be a safe place. You want it to be a place that kids feel welcome, Mm -hmm. that they feel comfortable coming, that they, I've always said, I've wanted a children's ministry that kids are waking up the parents on Sunday morning saying, get up, it's time to go to church, (laughs) you know, get out of bed. I want to be there. Um, But I think sometimes people can think that it's all, it's got to be all fun and games and Disney World. Right. <laughs> and it you were doesn't. just there. It, I was just there. <laughs> and it really doesn't. And I, I encourage people to think about their favorite teacher, you know, and why did you like that teacher growing up? And I know that that teacher, like my favorite was my fifth grade teacher. And it's because she knew me and I knew that she cared about me. Mm-hmm. So I think something when it comes to kids engaging is that Yes, you want it to be fun, but it doesn't have to be Disney World. Right, right. <laughs> you know, for sure. it, it can be just someone that that loves you and that you feel safe with, that you feel comfortable with. Um, and then I also think it's crucial to let kids be kids. Yes, um, they all have different learning styles. You know, we've got some kids that are very visual learners. Some kids need to be up moving around and we need to be engaging in that and just to meet the kids. You, As you teach, you'll get to know the kids in your class. I know yes. with my preteen girls, like I know exactly who likes to come in and be quiet and work when they come in. And he wants to be like the star of the show and the one that writes <laughs> on the board, <laughs> you know, so just just kidding, getting to know who they are and, and meeting them where they are. I love it. I love it. And part of that, that feeds really well into number seven, which is to be age aware. We, like you said, we need to let kids be kids. If we treat them like they're adults or speak to them like they're adults and ask them to behave like they're adults, we might be missing something in terms of age awareness. So, but there's a little bit more to this idea of being age aware and, and the the resource that uh, the team that you lead that makes the Bible studies for life resource leans heavily on uh, a resource that we create called the Levels of Biblical Learning. So tell us a little bit, Kim, about why is it so, so crucial to be truly age-aware and maybe some resources on how we can get better at that. Absolutely. So the Levels of Biblical Learning is a framework. A lot of people think it's a certain curriculum, and you can actually use this with any curriculum. Yeah, no matter what you teach. And no yeah. matter what. And it is also an excellent resource for parents. So, you know, it's it's something that you can give to all your parents in your ministry. But basically, it's a framework. And we have um, six different age categories, actually eight, because we have middle school and high school now, oh, that's which right. we're excited about. Um, but it goes babies through high school. And it goes through 10 different concepts of what do we want a kid to know at at younger preschool age about God? And then it, those concepts build each upon each other so that what do we want them to know once they graduate from high school? Mm-hmm. So the 10 different categories, there's God, Jesus, Bible, Holy Spirit, um, church, salvation. I'm going to forget some of them. Community and world. <laughs> Community and world. Um, th- so those are just, those are great concepts that every Bible story kind of points back to. And, yeah. you know, as, as for example, a preschooler, they're not going to understand the Holy Spirit. That is such an abstract. Yes. You know, they are concrete thinkers. So at, you know, preschool age, we focus more on God. God is our helper. And then as we build upon that, then they can realize as they get older, the Holy Spirit is my helper, that God gives me the Holy Spirit. So um, I, I love this framework. I think it is so important. And so you can find that, listeners, at, at lifeway.com slash 
levels of biblical learning. That's kind of long. It's a lot of letters to type, but it's worth it. Levels of biblical learning or lifeway.com slash L-O-B-L. We affectionately call it the L-O-B-L internally, but it helps you understand all those biblical concepts and the different age levels that Kim had talked about, but like giving you the right words to use. And it's a great, that website is interactive. You can click on an age and click on a concept and it gives you lists. Share that with parents. There's even uh, PDFs that you can print just for that one age level that you can print out and give to the teachers in each classroom of your different age graded kids. So that's what a great resource, the levels of biblical learning. Cool. Kim, it's fun that you get to work on that. I really like it a lot. Yes. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Okay. Number eight. So we've talked about being kid engaging. We've talked about being age appropriate. What we teach really does matter, though. The content really is crucial. And so our number eight attribute of an unshakable or an incredible kids ministry is trustworthy teaching. Trustworthy teaching. Talk to us about why is it so important that we teach good things or the right things? Yes, yes. We have got to get kids into the Word. I mean, trustworthy teaching, getting them in the Bible. Yes. Um, and folk, even at preschool age, you know, getting them, open up your Bible when you're telling the Bible story. And as they get older, then teaching them how to find the books in the Bible so that they see that this is a true story. This isn't a make-believe. I mean, kids are bombarded all the time with make-believe stories, you know, yeah. movies and stuff on YouTube and all of these things. And so getting them into God's Word. And it, I think it's also important just to be careful that what we're teaching is actually in the Bible. Yes, <laughs> um, right. I know. I know since I've worked at Lifeway, there's some stories that, you know, I've heard my whole life. And I just assumed I knew exactly what it said. And then when you actually get into the Bible, so point back to the Bible. You know, if you have a question open, if kids have a question about things, okay, let's go back to God's word. Let's make sure that we are teaching it accurately. Well, and I know, you know, having been an insider at life right now for eight years, I know that the content that we teach is vetted. It's written by people who have, you know, who are credentialed people who are qualified to, to teach biblical content by educators who, who Mm -hmm. understand Things like, you know, the way kids learn and uh, and have um, degrees in Bible and seminary degrees and things like that. The people who are writing the material for for Lifeway Kids content are, are really strong with their theology. Absolutely. That, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that is not the case for now. And that's not exclusive to Lifeway. There are people who write other resources who are also very well qualified and those there are other trustworthy resources out there. I know for sure that ours are because we make sure that they are. I also know that you cannot assume that of every single resource that you can find anywhere out there on the internet. So we do need to be careful as leaders to make sure, you know, that whatever we're teaching, whether it's for a VBS or for a short-term Bible study or for a weekend retreat or whatever we do, we need to make sure that the content that we're teaching that we're accountable for that right before the Lord, that what we teach is sound doctrinally. And we need to be careful that just because we're teaching kids, we don't compromise the integrity of the content that we present. We need to be age appropriate, but we also need to make sure that we are teaching sound doctrine. And that's so, so important. Right. Absolutely. All right. Number nine, number nine uh, is volunteer honoring for our volunteers are such a crucial part of a successful kids ministry. So how do you recommend we volunteer, uh, um, um, honor our volunteers and why is that so crucial for us? 
I think it's so crucial just to show appreciation. I mean, a, a simple thank you um, can go a long way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just thank you for being here. Thank you for serving. Um, showing them that you care about them, that you are investing in them, and that they're, you're giving them the resources that they need yeah. to be able to teach effectively. So giving them, you know, whether it's the the curriculum that you use or any kind of additional Bible studies or a study Bible that they, that they need, getting mm-hmm. the resources in their hands so that they feel equipped and they feel prepared, but then also just to celebrate them as well. Yeah. didn't help them to know that, I mean, these volunteers, they, they could, they could have slept in, they could be yes. in an adult Sunday school class. They could be in worship. But they are they are there to invest in those kids. So we just need to celebrate and and just to show that that appreciation. And a lot of times when they're when they're volunteering with us, they're missing out on something else. Mm-hmm. They're missing out on their own small group or their own Sunday school class or or maybe a worship service. Right. And so for us to take the time to look them in the eye and have an actual human uh, you know interaction with them to make them a part of a team so that when we serve together that they're they're not just them in a room with a sheet of paper to read but they're mm-hmm. being pulled into a huddle with you as the leader and with other leaders that we can have a sense that we're in this together mm-hmm. and i love the idea of sharing you know stories and victories with them so they can hear look we you know we know as leaders like going back to your frustration or discouragement <laughs> in in that preschool setting we don't often hear the, we don't get to see the outcome of the investment that we make. And so when there is something that happens, that's a story to tell a child who makes a decision, a family who, uh, who comes to Christ or who sees a big change as a result of the ministry. It's so good to share that with volunteers and, and use that as a way of encouraging and thanking them. Yeah, that's a great point. That is so true. Cause I think anytime you hear those personal stories of, what God is doing in these kids' lives. It, it, I get excited every time I work at VBS, for example, because you, you see, oh, this, this kid that I've been praying for, you know, became a Christian today. Yeah. And that's so, so cool. rewarding. Yeah. So rewarding and so um, motivating to stick with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're up to number 10. The number 10 <laughs> attribute <Drop> of the <laughs> unshaken, unshakable kids ministry is. Being characterized by confidence. Now, this is something that for some of us comes very natural. Some people are just confident people, but that's not true for every single one of us. And it can be easy to kind of either walk in doubt or in fear or in insecurity. And none of those things really is the best. So what talk to us, Kim, about what does it mean to you to be characterized by confidence? I think it's confidence in in, in Jesus, you know, confidence mm. that he has called you for this ministry and that he's going to equip you and he's going to use you. And so clinging to him, you know, it's to me, it's um, just, you know, being unshakable because you're clinging to the, to the rock, (laughs) you know, you were clinging to Jesus Um, and and not in a, not confidence in a prideful way, but more Mm -hmm. of in a humble, humble servant, God, I'm yours and I am here. And I know for sure it, I know this year has been discouraging for many of our leaders, and I just pray that they feel encouraged by this talk that, um, you know, that God has called you and that he's going to equip you. So just keep clinging to Jesus. <laughs> That's my words. For sure. For sure. That, you know, the the way that we respond as leaders affects everyone around us. And so if we, you know, if, if there's a, a setback of some kind that we face and we fall apart and go to pieces and it's the end of the world and there's a lot of drama that comes from us 
that's contagious to everybody else around us. Mm -hmm. But likewise, when we can lead by example, be like, you know what? This is not how I would have hoped, but I trust that God's in control. We're going to walk in faith, believing that he is going to meet us in this situation. And we're going to press through it and do that in a way that you, you demonstrate a mature trust in the Lord. That likewise is contagious to the people around you and to your ministry. So we want to be those people who are who are confident. Again, not in and of ourselves. You made a good point of that. It's not about you know somebody being I don't know, I don't know boastful, but when we can demonstrate, it's one thing to be able to say be confident or trust in the Lord. It's another thing to actually live it out in front of people. Right. And it's through the hard times when when we're able to do that and demonstrate that to people. It means so much more when they watch us live it than it does when they hear us say it. Mm -hmm. And that that's true. I think I think people are drawn to that, you know, of just that humble spirit of, you know, God, I'm yours, and this is this ministry is the Lord's, and I think that's exciting, you know, to to know that it's not just what one person, what ch one children's minister can do. That it's exciting to to be a part of what what God is doing, and that He is equipping each of them. Man, absolutely. So leaders, as we get ready, as you get ready to, uh, to, to get ready to reset and go for fall, as we prepare right now, review these 10 attributes. Um, are they, give yourself a little checkup. Are these things that would describe you and your ministry? Are there things here that you can work on? Things that you need to take before the Lord? Things that you maybe want to partner with a friend or ask someone to help you be accountable with? Boy, these are just some great tips that can help you as you assess your ministry and get ready to re-engage for fall. And so let me review those 10 quickly for you. The, the 10 attributes of an unshakable kids ministry that we've just covered are, it's family focused, missionally minded, not limited by location, driven by long-term vision, relationally strong, kid engaging, age aware, based on trustworthy teaching, it's volunteer honoring and characterized by confidence. Wow, what a list. That, you can work on that all year, Kimba. <laughs> that is true. This is a great list, though. And I, I, I love what you said, you know, kind of looking at your ministry. I, I know when COVID first hit, uh, my husband and I kind of looked at our family schedule and our priorities. And I think this is a, such a crucial time to look at your ministry and celebrate the things that you're doing well. You know, celebrate that. But then things that you do need to work on, don't feel discouraged or defeated, but to say, you know what, I probably need to do, for example, more volunteer honoring or, mm. you know, maybe pick one of these attributes that you can work on this year. Um, and and it's just going to be a great year. <laughs> Excited sure for the is. fall. Excited it sure is. We all are. Yes. Kimba, thank you so much for being here. Fresh back from vacation. Yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> And listeners, thank you for listening. Hey, we want to encourage you again to go get the free ebook that goes with this. You can find it at lifeway.com slash 10 attributes or lifeway.com slash KMFA. Get that free ebook, download it, print it, share it with as many people as you like. We want to encourage you to be the best you can be, not for your own sake, but for the sake of the kingdom and for the kids and families that you serve. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back here next time on another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. 